Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and this is episode 152 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast as we recap week 11 of the TCK Pod Listener League and preview week 12. We also dive into some advice come playoff time, maybe some fantasy league etiquette uh, as far as you know being out of the playoff race and still running the waiver wire and trades and things. We give our, uh, our advice on that, and we dive into uh, two big games um, for he and I, he being a Patriots fan this week and me being a Niner fan as well. Plus, we have the game of the week in the TCK Pod Listener League for first place potentially. Chris versus myself, we dive into that as well. Without any further ado, we've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week 11 in the books, week 12 on the horizon. Lucas could not make it this evening. He is handling some family business, which we highly promote here on the podcast. But good news, Chris Benavides, one more time from the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast back in the place. What's up, brother? Good to have you back. Dude, thanks, man. Always uh, always happy to be on with you. Uh, love talking and breaking down the TCK League. So looking forward to getting into some week 11 and, and jumping into our matchup in week 12. Ooh, dun dun dun! Yo, the game <laughs> game of the week, man. You and Lucas had it uh, for first place a couple weeks ago. You and I now have it. Uh, trying to go for that, you know, number one, two seeds, so we can get that buy in the fantasy playoffs. Um, as we always do, though, let's let's actually dial it back to last week. Let's recap week eleven, and then we will get into our matchup as well as everybody else in week twelve. So. Let's dial it back here to week 11. I'm going to go through my matchup first, and then we'll go to yours, and then we'll dial up everybody else. 132-129, I squeak by the uh, much, much better than the record (laughs) indicates. Prickly Pears, we say it every week here on the podcast. Prickly Pears, I think, has one of the best overall rosters in the entire league, but has had some bad luck with some bad beats. This was another one. Beat him by three points, 139-129. Or sorry, one thirty-two, one twenty-nine. Big win for me uh, to move to seven and four, and uh, prickly pears falling to three and eight. Uh, Dak for me, thirty-six points, huge game, over four hundred yards and three touchdowns. Michael Gallup over um, about one hundred and fifty, almost. The rest of my team was actually pretty, uh, pretty garbage, but I was carried there. I started Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz was six more points, but I did squeak by. On the other side, Josh Allen, huge game, thirty-nine points for the prickly pears. Um, but the rest of the team, pretty average. Unfortunately, uh, he did have some good players on the bench there, but that's how it goes. So I won by just three points, but a, a win is a win. Um, let's go to you guys, man. Uh, Lucas and I squeaked by our opponents this week or last week, but you had a, a, a an impressive win over the defending champs, Drew Missick. Why don't you take us through your matchup? Yeah, sure. So we ended up winning 135 over, uh, over Drew Missick. He had 109. Um, we generally had a pretty good good game, uh, or so I should say a good day overall from most of our players. Um, we, we took a zero from Robert Woods. That was like a, you know, I think they had the late night game and we had nobody left on our bench that we could swap in because everyone that we had played. So unfortunately, we had to take a zero from him. Um, but everybody else went, you know, it was pretty solid. Drew Brees for 27 points. Uh, your favorite player, Le'Veon Bell, still had 16 uh, Nick Chubb, quiet, quiet day overall, had nine. I mean, that was just a weird game. We don't have to get into that, but weird game. 
for uh, for pretty much everybody that played. Um, the, the and that's the Pittsburgh, you know, Cleveland Browns game on Thursday night. Uh, we had Jamison Crowder play for 18, Mark Andrews 17, Josh Jacobs had uh, 13, Austin Eckler, dude, still chugging along, had 20 points. Um, I, I lo- love love what he's doing, despite the circumstance with Melvin Gordon. And then uh, L.A. Rams had 10 points on defense and uh, Greg Deleg with five. So um, overall, yeah, very happy. I mean, Drew Misick had, you know, basically Lamar Jackson and Todd Gurley. Stephen Diggs had a great game for him with 23 points. Uh, but after that, I mean, he it, I was kind of curious. He had Austin Hooper in his lineup at the beginning of the week, and I just kept thinking, now he's going to change it out, and uh, we're going to have, you know, a pretty even matchup. But he kept him in, and I'm not sure what happened there. So um, I don't know if you if you guys are, you know, homies or close to each other or whatever, but I'm not sure if he knew that Austin Hooper was not going to be playing because I'm pretty sure everybody knew that he wasn't playing at the beginning of the week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what happened there either. I mean, I know that uh... – you know, again, he won the league last year, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, right, right. I, I happen to know that he's a big-time DFS guy as well. He actually popped on the podcast a few times last year cool. to feature some DFS knowledge. Yeah. So I know he's paying attention. Um, it could have been a slip. It could have been, you know, dude, shit comes up. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you you, you set your lineup at, uh, on a Thursday, Friday, and think you're going to get back to it by Saturday or Sunday. And <laughs> right. time, so unfortunately, wasn't able to, but. Yeah, but it probably wouldn't have mattered either way. I think, you know, we, we kind of had it in the back. Although, funny enough, I mean, to be fair, we had Austin Eckler. He had uh, Damian Williams from KC. We both had that Monday, Monday night matchup. And he was only six points behind us on Monday. And so yeah. we really needed Eckler to step up, and he did. And so, you know, it just worked out in our, in our favor for that. For, it, uh, it definitely worked out. And, and uh, we'll, get to your, we'll get to your team name here in a little bit. I wanna, I'd like <laughs> to know what that's all about. But before this week's team name, I believe you just had, like – Eckler please or something with a little <laughs> pray, pray hands emoji or something yeah. so that uh that that definitely worked out so uh well done there you guys get by him um I'm gonna go through Lucas's matchup and then why don't you uh, uh grab one as well Lucas 121 over Charlotte regular Nawa 119 this was a squeaker he and I were talking during the entire uh, Monday night game and Sunday night game and uh, he was all done and uh Melvin Gordon let's see he had a bunch of players Melvin Gordon Travis Kelsey Butker, he had a number of uh, number of players in that in that game, and they all actually went off. Uh, but he held on one twenty one, one nineteen. Um, nobody really crushed. They were all just pretty average uh, for both teams here. But Mark Ingram did well. Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas, of course, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, doing pretty well there. So twenty points on Lucas's bench from uh, Devontae Parker, but he got the win anyway there. So big win for Lucas to stay stay up at the top and uh, take a chunk out of Charlotte regular Nava, who's been in first place the last couple of weeks. So big win there by Lucas. Uh, why don't you go through? Um, I've got Julio Daddy and Pelky Pelky up next. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Julio Daddy squeezed by uh, one nineteen over ninety five to Pelky Pelky, so took home the victory there. Um, he had Matt Ryan eighteen points, uh, Tevin Coleman eight. Philip Lindsay a DJ Chark with a massive 30. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy with the season he's having. He's just a fun player to watch. Um, Julio Jones with 15, Witten with eight, uh, Johnson, I believe that's Duke Johnson with six. He had Randall Cobb with a huge week at 21, uh, Jacksonville defense with five and uh, Boswell kicker with zero points. Um, again, just a really fluky game. <laughs> that Pittsburgh Browns game was awful. Um, and then on the other side, Pelkey Pelkey, uh, Patrick Mahomes with 16, Sony Michelle with six. Uh, that's um, Callen, Kalen Balage. Uh, sorry about that. I just got off the uh, 
eight, got eight, eight for or nine for nine yards there, but he did get the touchdown. The big the big whiff here is yeah. the injury that that he was out immediately and got a zero. That was that yeah, was he big. cramped up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and all right, so I got it back here. Uh, Cortland Sutton had eighteen. Mohamed Sanu with a with a very low two points, unfortunately. KC defensive eight, and then uh, he had Bagley with uh, nine points as a kicker. So, yeah, overall, I mean, you know, just one of those weeks where, you know, one of your best players goes down and you just kind of suck up a bunch of other terrible points from uh, from guys that you just hope to get some average weeks from. So, Man, if, if, he, if he just started Jimmy Garoppolo over Patrick Mahomes, he would have won. I can't believe he didn't make that. I season. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I'll go over People's Republic and Dude, You're Getting Odell. People's Republic, 69 points, rough. This, the highest score here was Tariq Cohen was 17, Christian Kirk had 10, and Carlos Hyde had 12. Everybody else, single digits there. Baker Mayfield on the bench with 25, but it wouldn't have been enough. Dude, you're getting Odell, not very much either, but just enough there. Um, Debo Samuel, the leading scorer actually here with 21 points. And uh, Darius Geis in his return, 13 points, and Baltimore's defense, 16 on the bench, Jacoby Brissett and Joe Mixon was 16 as well. New Hopkins with 15. So not a huge performance, but it definitely was enough. And the last matchup of the week, before we get to uh, this week's matchups, Nuke took a Duke and Hyden Zeke. Take it away. Yep. So Nuke took a Duke uh, won pretty easily here with 144 over Hyden Zeke at 104. So Nuke took a Duke had uh, Derek Carr at 21, had McKissick uh, in his top running back spot with eight. David Johnson still a no-show with zero, unfortunately, but didn't really matter. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, John Brown, you know, blew up with 34 points. Kenny Stills with six. Hunter Henry, 14. David Montgomery, five. Christian McCaffrey in his flex spot. Love it. At 30. Second, second flex. Even more gangster. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's nice. Uh, and then uh, had New Orleans defense, 17. Great game from them. And then uh, I believe that's Zane Gonzalez with nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Hyden Zeke on the other side, 104, you know, unfortunately had the loss, you know, decent day, but, you know, his flex spots kind of hurt him. Um, so we had Philip Rivers, 14, you know, tough game, four interceptions. Frank Gore, only 27 yards or four points. Marlon Mack, 16 points. Calvin Ridley had a great game, 28. Uh, Keenan Allen, 21. Um, Gerald Everett had three. Uh, I believe that's uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown at four. Pascal had three. Uh, Jets defense had 11 and then uh, Lambeau his kicker had no points um, he missed that one field goal so yeah not much going on there and honestly his bench was was not you know there were just a lot of guys in the bye um, he had Aaron Jones on a bye Chris Carson on a bye just not much happening for him so unfortunately again another one of those weeks where not much you can do even with guys on the bench so just happens all right, I've got this full standings here, and um, I, I'm, I'm clawing my way back to the top. I slipped a couple of weeks ago, but I'm back. Three-way tie at first place all of a sudden. Regular Nawa, uh, runner-up last year, back up in first place right now, tied with Lucas and you guys. So eight and three. Yeah. Uh, you three up at top, man. That's looking real nice. Um, looks like uh, you guys are – third um in points scored out of that group though yeah so i was gonna ask you about that is so essentially it's basically uh points scored is what regulates the uh the seating there yeah so what it'll be okay. so okay if the if the if the if the league ended the, you know last week and you guys were all eight and three what yep. would happen yes it would go down the, so actually that's why it's it's uh yeah. ordered that way right gotcha. yeah because we we basically all beat each other <laughs> so like uh, Lucas B. Lu well, actually, no, technically, Lucas B. Charlotte Regalonawa and us. 
Mm-hmm. We beat Charlotte regular now, and Lucas, yeah, well, Lucas beat us. So technically, if it was uh, if it was you know straight up, Lucas should be in first. Yeah, I don't think it's like that in fantasy football, though. I think mm-hmm. it be, it, become, it becomes that way in the playoffs, you know, yeah. like head-to-head scoring and stuff. Right. But um, I've got it all set up to points purposely because I think that's just more fair. Yeah, um, fair enough. Because it's just – it's the better team. The, the head-to-head is always so, you know, hit or miss. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, though. So, anyway, the, uh, we have a three-way tie-up of first place with two weeks to go before the fantasy playoffs. Uh, regular Nawa, Lucas, and yourselves, eight and three. I'm alone in second place at seven and four. Uh, Hide and Zeke, right behind me at six and five. People's Republic and Nuke Took a Duke at five and six. Battling for that last spot there. And then Pelkey Pelkey, Drew Missick, Dude, you're getting Odell and Julio Daddy all at four and seven, and Prickly Pears at three and eight. Uh, with two weeks left, um, everyone's still somewhat alive uh, because that we do have that last spot, and technically it's not taken yet. So the three of you guys are looking good. You're automatically in the playoffs. I think I'm looking pretty good too, unless I completely bomb it the last two weeks. Uh, but it's more about getting that seating because you want that buy, obviously. So congrats to you guys and uh, another big week there. Let's uh, – Fast forward to this week's matchups, man. We have a huge matchup, you and I, of course. Um, if you beat me, uh, you're going to be in the in the driver's seat for one of those bye weeks for sure. If I beat you, then we're going to be in. Yeah. Tied, tied in first, second place there. So it's going to be huge. We're going <laughs> to save save the drama here for, okay. uh, for the last game. So let's actually move through the order instead um, with uh, – I'll kick it off with Drew Misick and People's Republic, and then you can take up the next game here. Drew Missick and People's Republic, both these guys looking for that uh, one of those middle playoff spots here. Drew Missick, uh, Lamar Jackson, Gurley, Bo Scarborough off the bench. I like that pickup. Um, Allen Robinson, Emmanuel Sanders, assuming he's healthy. Jimmy Graham off a of bye. Terry McLaurin and uh, Adrian Peterson. So he's got two Washington Redskins against the Lions. Um, Minnesota's defense on bye, uh, but I have to imagine that he's basically just kind of waiting to see what happens there, picks up somebody late, because he obviously changed his lineup to put Scarborough in. So he's mm-hmm. made it this week at least. Uh, and then Will Lutz, he is sitting. Um, Juju Schuster, who I believe is just out at this point. If not, he's questionable, but he's not looking good. Devonta Freeman, he's got digs, and uh, he's got – Honestly, I would argue he may have a better team on his bench um, on by and injured than he does in his lineup, unfortunately. On the other side, People's Republic, uh, Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley, um, hopefully healthy at this point. Carlos Hyde and T.Y. Hilton played on Thursday night. Uh, We don't recap those games, obviously, because by the time you hear them, it it is over there. But um, those guys are playing tonight uh, while we're recording. Um, Tyler Boyd. Vance McDonald, Cooper Cup, Tariq Cohen, Lions defense versus the Redskins, which I like a lot, uh, and um, Stephen Hauschka as well. Um, I would imagine that George Kittle would make it into his lineup if he plays on Sunday night, but he is going to be questionable there. So big matchup between Drew Misick and People's Republic. And next up, dude, you're getting Odelled and Lucas Kaser. Um, dude, you're getting Odelled, looking for a playoff spot. Lucas trying to just stay in the driver's seat here to secure up one of those top spots. Take it away for us. Yeah, so uh, I'll just start off with the projections. So, Dudu getting Odell is projected 111. Lucas is projected a solid 142 to start when nobody has played yet. So, um, so that's the, when you, as an opponent playing Lucas and you see numbers like that, you're like, oh, damn, it's gonna, it's gonna be a rough week. So, uh, but anyways, you never know what happens in fantasy. So, I won't, uh, I won't rush to any judgment just yet. But in, uh, in the driver's seat for Dudu getting Odell, so we're not gonna go over the numbers as you just said already, but um, Brissett is playing right now. 
you know, so this the, the numbers will already spoken for themselves when the game's done. Um, he's got Joe Mixon, uh, Singletary as his two lead backs. He's got uh, DeAndre Hopkins playing right now. Kenny Galladay, uh, Hawkinson in his tight end spot, uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, and Debo Samuel in his flex positions. New England defense playing Dallas. Uh, and as a New England fan, not feeling 100% confident about that one, even though they're home. Um, Dal- uh, New England's biggest problem is their running defense. And, uh, well, they have a running back over there in Dallas. that's pretty good. So um, so we'll see how that goes. And then he's at Matt Prater as his kicker. Um, so on his bench, he's got Darius Geis, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Valdez Scantling, DJ Metcalf, OJ Howard, uh, Brown from Tennessee, uh, and then Baltimore defense on the bench. Um, I, I might even, I would consider, I would consider Baltimore <laughs> to be fair defense right now. I know that's insane to say, but just no, throwing it out there. I don't think it's insane. I would actually agree with you. Yeah. So, um, so we'll put that on the back burner for now, but anyways, Lucas, uh, so let's see, Lucas has Carson Wentz playing, uh, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, Julian Edelman, uh, Cameron Bray, Alvin Kamara and Mike Evans in his flex positions. That's awesome. Jesus. I know. And then, uh, Baltimore defense playing Denver and Justin Tucker in his, uh, as his kicker, uh, Evan Ingram is his tight end, but Evan Ingram is doubtful. So, you know, the, the Cameron Brates uh, play is, is obviously going to be the one he's going with. Uh, he's at Kenyon Drake on a bye. Um, got Parker uh, from Miami playing Cleveland. Uh, probably wouldn't play him. Um, he's got Philly defense playing Seattle. Probably don't want to play that. Uh, he's got Daniel Jones on his bench. Um, is that Dwelly from San Francisco? Is that a my dog, son? That's my dog. Yeah, yeah. He's got him on a bench, though, so, you know, you can't you, – you got Alvin Kamara and Mike Evans as your flex positions. You don't – you know. <laughs> Jesus, you play, you know. Yeah, I think I think he's solid. I do appreciate that he's got the Buffalo Bills defense against his <laughs> Denver Broncos just in, like, you know, playing the fantasy but, like, against your real-life team. <laughs> right. I respect that. For sure. Uh, big game there. Um, let's yep. move on to Charlotte Regular Nawa facing Julio Daddy. Charlotte Regular Nawa, again, one of those first-place teams, Julio Daddy. Down in the bottom of the pack, but needs a big win here. Um, right now, Julio Daddy is projected uh, to beat Charlotte Regalanawa, but as we know in fantasy football, projections don't actually mean shit, but they're fun to look at pre- pre-week to see if you have a chance. Um, Regalanawa has Deshaun Watson going off tonight. Mark Ingram, Jamal Williams, who uh, should be continually the second fiddle in Green Bay, but God. For Aaron Jones, uh, people, he has just been a thorn in the side here. Uh, DJ Moore, uh, Deontay Johnson, assuming he plays after a brutal uh, concussion. Darren Fells going off tonight. Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper. I love this trend that we have going on. I know. The league. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't notice it until like right now, but Lucas, is, Lucas has arguably his two best players as his flexes. We know about Christian McCaffrey, who's been the second flex for multiple weeks. Now we have Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper as the, <laughs> as the flex players. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Pittsburgh defense against the uh, Bungles. I like that a lot. And Jason Myers for the Seahawks as the kicker. Travis Kelsey, Melvin Gordon uh, on the bench for the buys. For Julio Daddy, Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Philip Lindsay, DJ Chark, Julio Jones, Jason Witten, Randall Cobb, who I think is a sneaky play against the Patriots this week. Um, and, uh, of course, his opponent has uh, Amari Cooper, so that'll be interesting there. Uh, Tyrell Williams, Jacksonville's defense against the Titans, and Chris Boswell as well. Uh, let's move on to the Prickly Pears and Nuke took a duke All right, so Prickly Pears has Sam Darnold going at QB. Uh, Zeke, Jalen Samuels, 
uh, Chris Godwin, uh, OBJ, Darren Waller at his tight end spot, Hunter Renfro having a nice little season for himself. Uh, he's got uh, Washington wide receiver from Pittsburgh going against uh, Cincy. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I haven't looked at his bench yet, though, so I'll get there. Um, Oakland defense playing against uh, New York Jets, and then he's got um, – is that is – that, it's Matt, Matt Gay, correct? Yep, yep. yep. Matt Gay, kicker from, uh, from Tampa Bay. So on his bench, he's got Miles Sanders. Hardman is on a bye. James Conner, who's I think is still hurt. I don't think he's playing, so – that makes up for the – or that, that makes sense with the Jalen Samuels play happening. Tony Pollard, uh, he's at Kyle Marina by – and then Wilkins from Indy, who's playing right now. Um, and then also Chris Conley on the bench. So, yeah. Who would you go with, James Washington or Chris Conley? Yeah, I think I'd probably – I'd probably stick with James Washington, assuming that uh, – Well, Juju's – Juju's trending the wrong direction, even if he plays. Yeah. And I don't think should play. Uh, I think both those guys are going to be out, to, to, to be honest with you, or not very effective. James Washington could accidentally be the number one or two option, which I don't think is super sexy uh, in this offense right now, but it's still a top option. Just on that James Washington point, uh, the only thing that, the only thing that um, kind of gets in the way of my thought process is Mason Rudolph. I, I just, I'm just not sure as to how – effective he's going to be throughout the throughout the entirety of the game since he's kind of like a weird sneaky defense with respect to like being able to turn the ball over I mean not that they're great but I don't know just Mason look terrible against Cleveland Browns and they're not like they're not amazing so I'm I'm with you and I I mentioned this with with uh I mentioned with this with Lucas in our, our breakdown last episode when we preview all the games and I I actually ended up taking the Bengals in our matchup in our pick em. Mm. um I'm not confident the Bengals are better than the Steelers in general, but this week the yeah. Steelers don't have fucking anybody. Everybody they're playing <laughs> is a second or third stringer at all their positions, including center, which is a big deal. Their defense yeah. is awesome, but I, dude, the Bengals could squeak one out. They're not going to lose so. all their games, and I think they win this game. Yeah, I can see that, and this would be the ones for them to win. So, divisional rival, yeah. they're going to get fired up, dude. They're at home. I yeah. man, I like the Bengals more and more. Which is weird to say of at, at their you know them being zero ten. Mm-hmm. Yep, Shit, exactly. Win eventually. Uh, Breakdown new took a do for us. All right, sure. So we got Derek Carr uh, at QB spot, David Montgomery, uh, Christian McCaffrey at his running back positions, uh, John Brown, Josh Gordon at his wide receiver spots. Uh, he's got Griffin from the New York Jets as his tight end. Um, let's see, he's got Sterling Shepard, who I believe you know is probably back and healthy, feeling good in his mm-hmm. flex position. Will Fuller, who's playing right now, so you'll know his stats. By tomorrow, in his other flex, he's at New Orleans defense, and then Fairbairn uh, as as his kicker from Houston. On the bench, he's got uh, Hunter Henry uh, on a bye. I think he's got AJ Green. It looks like still, yep, AJ Green, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, two guys who are looks like they're still not playing. Darius Slayton, who's been having a couple of good games, but a little streaky. Unfortunately, he's playing the you know the Bears, so probably is a good spot on the bench. Nick Foles. Um, David Johnson on a bye, and then uh, has Josh Allen against Denver, who's a you know pretty good defense against QB. So I like the, the Derek Carr play there. I agree with you. Let's go with Pelkey Pelkey and Hyde and Zeke. Uh, they are almost – they're projected to almost tie in this game, which would be interesting. Uh, Pelkey Pelkey uh, with Mahomes on a bye has no choice but to play good old Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback on Sunday Night Football, Sonny Michelle, Kalen Balaj, Jarvis Landry, Cortland Sutton, Jared Cook. 
Derrick Henry, Alshon Jeffrey. Defense is open as of right now. He's got Kansas City's defense usually, but they're on a bye. He'll grab somebody, I'm sure. And then he's got Seibert for uh, the Browns. He's got Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, um, Jordan Howard, Mohamed Sanu, who's injured anyway, unfortunately, um, and KC defense on the bench. For Hyden Zeke, uh, sticking with Driscoll, uh, filling in for Matt Stafford, and actually playing quite well there in Detroit. Uh, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson. Um, I like the running backs a lot. Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, uh, Calvin Ridley, who I think could have a big game against the Bucs. Um, Taylor Gabriel, who's a nice uh, shot in the dark. Jacob Hollister, who's kind of sneaky good for a touchdown or two each week. Naheem Hines playing tonight. The Jets defense versus the Raiders. And a Nick Folk for uh, your New England Patriots against Dallas uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, Keenan Allen on a bye. He's got Jared Goff on the bench. Marlon Mack, of course, hurt and uh, out for now. So interesting matchup here for these guys needing to stay relevant. Hey listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And now the moment that you've all been waiting for, the man... Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll let you go first, you know, uh, a sign of good sportsmanship and respect being a guest on the podcast. I'm going to let you go first before you get into your players. I'd like you to explain, uh, your team name, which to my recollection has changed pretty much every week for the last like four or five. Um, so I appreciate that. And then, uh, break down your team. I'll break down my team and, uh, maybe we'll put this one on the Instagram for a quick, a quick vote. Yeah. See, see who's got these rosters and who they think is going to win. Um, 
my man, go for it. Break down your team this week in a, a huge first, second place matchup. Absolutely. Sure. So, uh, so our team name, so I'll even say when we, when we started week 11, the chief, the team name was not feeling my chub. And uh, it's partly because we had a couple of terrible weeks. We, we lost back to back. So we definitely weren't feeling our chubs. And uh, we changed that to uh, please Eckler in the middle in between Sunday and Monday. So now it's appropriately the sky has fallen. And uh, I think that goes without any, uh, any explanation, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I, my my thought was my thought was the sky is falling is in like, <clears throat> you know, your your team's not doing as well. You're really nervous, <laughs> like like you're plummeting down this this stand. And then I realized that maybe <clears throat> it had to do with me. So we, we shall see come Tuesday morning. But uh, without any further ado, man, why don't you break down your team? All right. So we had Drew Brees playing. Uh, in our QB spot, we had Le'Veon Bell and Nick Chubb in our uh, running back positions, Golden Tate and Jamison Crowder. In our wide receiver spots, Mark Andrews as our tight end. In our flex positions, we have Jacob Woods. And for right now, Robert Woods, we're not quite sure about that yet. Um, he, might, he might be getting swapped out. Um, and then we have Seattle's defense right now playing at Philly and then Greg Zerline playing uh, as our kicker. We have Eckler on the bench, so we can't do much there. But then we have D.D. Westbrook, who's questionable, um, and then Autumn Tate, who would be the other option to put in that flex position. Uh, but we're not going to start the Los Angeles Rams against Baltimore right now. They're just, they're just too good. I don't think anybody can really do much against them from a defensive standpoint. Um, and then we have Noah Fant on the bench. I don't think we'll play him. Although, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I have to look at it, but I don't know. Maybe we'll flex him in. Uh, you know, he's projected nine right now. So um, it's possible. We'll see what happens. I, you know, I, I think we're feeling pretty good. You know, we projected okay, but I mean, projections are, you know, they don't really tell you much until the games actually start playing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're, uh, there's only really one question mark that we're feeling not too good about. If you were to take out Robert Woods, who would you go with? So we actually had D.D. Westbrook in there until Robert Woods was officially cleared to be active. I think he had some kind of personal situation, which is why he was out last week, and he's back and he's active now. Um, but I gotta be honest. I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh's not looking too hot. I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure yet. This might be a game time decision for us. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, you know, worst comes to worst, you could just not play with an extra flex. I mean, like, you know, mm. you, could just, you could just play one flex guy, leave that second flex just completely open. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to play anybody at that <laughs> point. I mean, you could put Thielen in there. Just in case he comes off by or something, you know. So if we if we beat you with only nine guys, I mean, geez, my the team name, our the creativity would just, you know, be we'd be with nine. That's true. You guys have had a couple zeros though, so I mean, you might end up being <laughs> zeros anyway. So Dude, I've had so, more zeros in this league than any league I've ever played in. It's insane. Rough. Wild. Ugh. All right, I will break down. I will break down mine here. Um, I've got Dak against the Patriots. However. Um, I'm not excited about that at all. I've considered picking up multiple quarterbacks, but I just can't find anybody at this point that is of the caliber of Dak in general. Um, although I'm not expecting Dak to be where he's been all season against the Patriots. So I'm not excited about that. Um, my man, James White and Ronald Jones, who I'm not excited about either. I'm just banking on Atlanta's defense being terrible, but they have not been terrible the last couple of weeks. So I'm also a little bit nervous about that. And of course, uh, after watching some of the Thursday night game, I'm, I'm considering and kicking myself a little bit that Jonathan Williams may have been a better play. Again, we're not going to talk about the Thursday night game here on the podcast. You already know what happened, but I will say that 
Um, I, the reason I didn't put in Jamal, I did pick him off of waivers, uh, spent a good amount of fab on him to have him on my team. The reason I didn't play him though, was that I got wind that <clears throat> Jordan Wilkins was cleared to be healthy and active. He didn't play, uh, but he was active. And that was a red flag to me with Jonathan Williams. I thought that he was going to basically take a back seat to Wilkins and Naheem Hines. That didn't happen. Uh, so I'm kicking myself now, but pregame, that's the reason I didn't play him. Uh, Williams ended up having a decent game, but that's why I had Ronald Jones. Just explain that really quick. Uh, Devontae Adams coming off a bye against the 49ers. Um, for fantasy purposes, I'm hoping he goes off. For real-life purposes, of course, you all know that uh, I hope that he doesn't. Michael Gallup uh, paired up with Dak. Again, I'm worried about that, but I do like Michael Gallup only because I think – well, I asked Lucas this, man, and you're obviously more tuned into the Patriots than any of us. Mm. Uh, we know the Belichick, the Belichick, you know – shut down the best player on the team. Lucas and I had a debate whether they would, assuming Amari Cooper's fully healthy, will they try to shut down Amari Cooper or will they try to shut down Zeke? I think they're going to – when we say shut down Zeke uh, – Well, they're not going <clears> to <throat> shut him down, but would they make him the priority to stop? I, they're going to try to. They, they are going to try to, but I think – I think they're going to actually shut down the passing game first and they're going to force the ball. They're going to zero in on one, on one player specifically and, and try to stop Zeke that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're going to shut down Amari Cooper. That's what you're asking. I think put it this way, Michael Gallup is a good play. I think I agree. I'm going to go with Zach Ertz this week. Uh, I actually am debating playing both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, as I did last week. We'll see what happens there, but I'm going to take Zach Ertz as my tight end. Uh, I've got Marvin Jones versus Washington. I like that play. Um, Curtis Samuel versus Saints. And then I've got Atlanta's defense and kicker uh, versus the Bucks. I've got Dalvin Cook, Sammy Watkins on a bye. Um, Matt Breida and Dallas Goddard are my kind of like, we'll see what happens guys, but I probably won't play either one of them. And then again, uh, the Niners defense I also have, and I've been writing all season, but they're playing the uh, Aaron Rodgers. Not excited about that. Um, and then Jamal Williams, of course, as well. So right now uh, you are projected to uh, score more than I am, um, but we shall see, we shall see what happens. And I'm looking yeah. down your roster, looking down your roster and almost all your guys play, all of you guys play Sunday morning or afternoon, I guess, on your side of the country, mm -hmm. uh, or Monday night, which is, I think, really interesting. And oh, my guys are kind of scattered all over the place. So it'll be yeah. really interesting to see by the middle of Sunday, 90% of your team will have played, you know. And I always <laughs> kind of like having somebody in that Sunday or Monday night game to, uh, you know, yeah. give a little hope. <laughs> give a little hope. No, dude, I hear you, man. But, dude, you have a, you have a sneaky good team, man. Like, I like – I like Michael Gallup, dude. I love. I mean, I'm trying to be a Patriots homer here, but I love the James White play right now against the Dallas Cowboys. Brady has nobody to throw to, and I got to be honest, like they, they haven't really featured James White in any of their games yet. Nope. And I don't know if you watched any uh, any bit of the, the New England game last week. They were they were dude. They were triple teaming Julian Edelman at, at, at times, like because he was the only player to throw to. And with Muhammad Sanu probably not playing, or if he does, he you know he's not going to have a full a full load, you know, James White's the only other option they really have. And so I can see him having a massive game. My, my concern here though, is, is Burkhead. When Burkhead's healthy, he and James White are like kind of the same guy. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, you that's know? fair. And they do, they do, they do some like interesting things with Burkhead with that. You don't expect to have, you know, don't expect to see out of a running back, but I, I, I know what you mean. 
Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like a more fancy Kyle Juszczyk where he's like, yeah. he can have a goal line catch, he can line up uh, uh, wide, he can run out of the backfield. I mean, I like I like Burkhead a lot. Um, he's not mm. trustworthy, so I don't play him much in fantasy. But unfortunately, he he vultures from Sonny Michelle, and he also vultures from James White. When yeah. Burkhead's not in there, James White is the dude for sure. Definitely. Um, Unfortunately for me, Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup, both in their respective positions, of course, playing the Patriots, have the worst matchup uh, in their respective positions. I just – I don't have anybody on the bench that I feel comfortable enough playing in uh, in their spot. And – and I just uh, – I don't want to pick anybody up off of waivers to do that either, you know? I think yeah, I no, totally agree. Yeah, I, I think – yeah, I think we're just catching you. Like, to be fair, like, at a good time – like, you have Dalvin Cook on the bench. So, <laughs> like, for us, like, that's <laughs> – we're pretty happy about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Well, hey, you know, you got to catch catch teams at – catch teams at a good time. And <clears throat> so that that's, that's the big matchup for the week here. Obviously not just because it's you and me, but it's, like, literally – the biggest match in the league uh, this week here. Um, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to get out of here in just a couple minutes, but I wanted to pick your brain a little bit, Chris, on, you know, we're in week 12, we got week 12, we got week 13, and then it's playoff time. Yep. What are you doing right now to, to prep? We've talked already in previous weeks of, um, you know, how to, how to uh, approach your teams. If you're, if you're in the cellar, how to approach your team, if you're in the middle and if you're doing well, well, people already know if they're in or out of the playoffs for the most part. And then there's people in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you doing in your respective leagues personally? And in general, what are some, some words of advice to general fantasy players who are, um, you know, coming down the stretch here, man, we got, we got two weeks and, you know, nerds like us have put way too much fucking time. (laughs) And and now we've got two weeks and we may not even make it to the playoffs. So what, what are your, what are your kind of last minute, um, yeah. Words of advice to help folks out. Yeah. So th- there's a couple of things that I think of to that I think of at this point of the season. The first thing is with respect to your, I would say middle of the pack players. So like your flex spots. Um, I, I always start playing the matchups that are most effective. So, you know, if you're, if you have a wide receiver who's up against, you know, the 28th ranked defense, against, you know, for points against for wide receivers. And you have another guy who's like up against the 10th ranked team against point or points against for wide receivers. Go with the 10th ranked, even if the even if the guy that, you know, typically is, you know, better or something or whatever the, you know, whatever the, the logic is. I start playing matchups rather than the, the player themselves. Because I think to this point in the season, there's enough data to suggest that that number is right, right? So the defensive matchup is correct for that receiver. Um, that'd be my first piece of advice. And then don't overthink it. You know, just try to put the best team you can put out there um, with respect to those players. The next thing I'm looking for, again, if, you're, if your league still has waivers available, um, Start looking at what kickers and what defenses are have good matchups coming down the stretch to give you options to flex in and out of. So, for example, I know that one of the guys in our league needs a needs a defense. I mean, we were gonna drop Seattle's defense for the Bears' defense, and the Bears haven't had the greatest season, but they have a great matchup this week, and they're still a good team overall and they have some good matchups coming down the stretch where 
like the Los Angeles Rams, who's our main defense, you know, has put up zeros a few times for us. So that, that type of stuff can come back and hurt you bad. And if you can find extra points between your kicker and your defensive positions, then you got to go for it. I mean, you just got to take it and you, and, and being able to do some research ahead of time and stacking up good matchups in the playoffs or at least for the playoffs would be, you know, certainly a, a place where you'd want to start looking um, with respect to your lineup. So kicker defense, um, you know, th- they can help win, when you, when you games. So those are my two, those are my two pieces. I like that a lot. And, and to, to jump back really quick on, on playing the matchup versus the player. I know that, especially Matt Berry, this is his big thing. And I don't, I don't dislike Matt Berry per se, but I think unfortunately at this point, ESPN and fantasy football is such a fucking sideshow that it's like not as valuable in my opinion as some of these independent podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I really don't. But what I will say is that Matt Berry has kind of coined the phrase that now everybody uses, which is like start your studs, which is generally true during the season. Like you're not gonna stop. You're not gonna bench Odell Beckham because he's been lousy for like Devontae right. Parker. You know, because you're just hoping Ryan Fitzpatrick throws fucking four touchdowns. You're not gonna do that during the season. Right. Off time though. To your point, it is gut wrenching to sit some of those high profile names. Mm-hmm. But you gotta do it, dude. You gotta do it. And to that point, I was in the. I think it was either. I don't think it was quite the finals. It was semifinals, I think. I had A.J. Green. This is a couple years ago when he was still A.J. Green. And I had, like, rookie or second-year Stephon Diggs, who wasn't Stephon Diggs yet, but he was, like, killing it down the stretch. They were playing each other. The Vikings and Bengals were playing each other. I started A.J. Green because you start your studs, and he had Xavier Rhodes in his prime. And I knew that was a bad matchup, but I started him anyway. Mm -hmm. Left Stephon Diggs on the bench against the Bengals, who are always shitty on defense. AJ Green had like two catches for eight yards or some shit. And Stephon Diggs had like a career day or something over a hundred yards. And I'll never forget it because as soon as the game started, I knew it was a bad decision, but I couldn't pull the trigger pregame because it's AJ Green. You know what I mean? At the time, like, you know, you talk about that this year and obviously Diggs is more valuable at this point, but this is a few years ago. It's just one of those things where now, since that happened, I take an extra minute to, that's why I'm considering this week trying to sit somehow Dak and Michael Gallup, which no other week would I do that, but <laughs> right. for first place and in the league and it's against the Patriots. Those are two super negatives. I just can't find anybody to make it happen yet, but come mm-hmm. Sunday, I might try to, <laughs> I might try to swing it and swing <laughs> the fences, you know? So I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly there um, as far as, you know, trying to play the matchups versus just the name. Um, last thing I'll ask you and we'll get out of here, man. What are your thoughts Two-part question. What are your thoughts on teams? Say I have a team right now that's, uh, you know, we're in week we're in week 12. So say I'm two and, two and nine, like just a bad season, lost season. I'm out. No way I'm making the playoffs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about my team in that position still playing the waiver wire? And then I'm going to ask you about trades. But first, how do you feel about a team who is mathematically eliminated, guaranteed, not making the playoffs, no matter what happens at this point, still playing the waiver wire, um, however they choose competitively or not? Yeah. So, so, so just to make sure I understand the question, is it just basically like, you know, if you're two and nine, like, you know, what, what's your feeling about, about around still being competitive? Well, should should they be allowed to play the waiver wire? 
Should oh, I, see, I see what you're saying. Put in top fab bids. Should they be able to take a guy that like, yeah, they, you know, you need a running back. Somebody went down and I'm going to take that guy. It doesn't mean shit for my team. I'm already out, but I'm going to take Yeah, him. You don't get it. No, yeah, yeah. I uh, no. I, yes. No, yeah, I, I'm – go for it. I'm, I'm very sort of libertarian when it comes to these types of things. Um, even in my own, you know, in, in our home league, it's like, you know, the, the more competitive, the better. And in these head-to-head matchups, like – if I'm playing, you know, if I'm, if I'm eating three, which I am, you know, which, which the commission team is right. And we play you and let's just say, you know, let's just say we beat you and Lucas Kaser wins. Right. And now it's just him and I up for the first matchup. And then he plays, I don't know, Pelkey Pelkey or some, someone the next week, if Pelkey Pelkey is still competitive, he can help me at the top, you know, launch myself into a first place bid. And so you know, for the rest of the league, I think absolutely continue to play and be competitive. Like, you know, and, and just from a general principle standpoint, like I don't, I would never want to pack it in, even if I'm nine or two and nine or something. So for my own personal reasons, like I would never want to pack it in, but for the rest of the league, definitely keep playing and, and, and you should absolutely be allowed to keep going for it. I am 100% in total agreement with you. I think that's mm-hmm. legit. I agree with you 100%. I will also add on to that. We always say you need to have integrity in your leagues. Um, especially if it's a homie league, a work league, you got family in it. Like if you know the people you're like the TCK pod league, like some of us know each other, you know, some of us don't know anybody cause it's listeners. Right. And we develop right. relationships or friendships like, you know, throughout the season. But um, you know, if you have, you got to have integrity in your league. And if you're the commissioner, that's your responsibility. Also very, very important. Every once in a while, like we just talked about Drew Missick last week, not taking out uh, Austin Hooper. I have to just knowing his history in fantasy football, I have to imagine that was an oopsies versus like intentionally leaving in a guy not playing to like throw a matchup. You know yeah. Don't totally. fucking keep guys in on a bye week. Don't keep guys in who are injured, to, even if you're out of the league, because that could give, you know, uh, the commish team could get it like basically a, a fucking free win when yeah. I play somebody else and lose. And all of a sudden, like that's just not a, not a, um, it's not an, uh, an appropriate like outcome of how the league should have gone down. So I don't give a shit if you're playing, you know, four fucking running backs who are, are terrible, right? Like mm-hmm. feel the roster. You never know when a random guy like Kalen Balaj is going to have a 75 yard reception for a touchdown <laughs> like he did at the end of last year or Kenyon yeah. Drake, who wasn't shit ends up getting the fucking get gets credit for the lateral to knock sky out of the playoffs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, dude, look at look at look at prickly pears. I mean, like he's three and eight in last place. One of his wins is against my team. Like, like he almost beat me. I beat him by three points. Yeah, we well, we lost to him. So imagine if we, you know, if he let's just say hypothetically he's like throwing his year because he's like, well, fuck it, I'm like one and seven or, or two and eight or something. Dude, we get an extra win. We're in first place alone. Right. You know, like 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 it, it throws everything off. You know, so if everyone stays competitive you then end up with a more true version of how the ranking should have been. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Make sure you fill out your lineups. Second part of that question is how do you feel about trades? Now, a lot, most trade mm. deadlines, most trade deadlines happened last week or they're happening this week. If you're in like standard Yahoo, CBS, uh, uh, ESPN leagues, a lot of them are like, you know, the standard one is this week or last week. I've actually, I always move ours up to the Wednesday right before Thanksgiving, just cause it gives us an extra week or two to make moves trades specifically coming down the pipeline week 12 week 13 right before the playoffs how would you feel if prickly pears and i pull off a trade this week prickly pears is out he and i pull off a a trade and i 
randomly get one of his, you know, I would have to make it a fair trade. Yeah, sure. If I, if I traded, you know, somebody uh, from his team and he's still making deals like that uh, to benefit me. And it doesn't matter who I trade him because he's out. Yeah. Yeah, no, again, so, so um, I, I try to be consistent in my thought process with these types of things. So again, if, if, as long as everything if the, if the root of all of this is, if it's done with integrity, right? Um, I'm totally fine with it. I don't care where you're placed. If the trade is, is a legitimate trade helping both sides of the deal, go for it. I also don't care when the trade happens. So up until the, up until the playoffs start. So, and, and so I'll, I'll give you an example in my home league, everything is basically allowed until the week of the playoffs. Like once the playoffs start, everyone's teams are locked in from that point forward. And then you just have to play off your bench. Love it. But, but up until that point, go ahead, have at it, make your trades, um, you know, allow the, you know, if your league allows vetoes or not, go ahead, let that, let that process run, run fluid. Um, but yeah, no, as long as everything happens with, you know, you know, uh, um, transparency and integrity, Go for it. I have no problem with it. If you and you know, if you and Prickly Pear strike a good deal, good for you guys. Fair enough. I appreciate that. I'm I'm with you as well. It's all about integrity and it's all about trying to help both teams win. And here's another thing too. We don't have a consolation bracket with this league this year, but a lot of leagues play, you know, a lot of people call it, you know, the 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 uh, garbage bowl or whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. But nonetheless, it's it's kind of the non-playoff teams get in their own little losers bracket, if you will, and then somebody could win that. I know a lot of leagues that actually dish out, you know, twenty bucks, fifty bucks, yeah. like a percentage of of the pot to the winner of the losers. You know what I mean? So it's still mm -hmm. competitive all the way to the end. Because reality is, dude, I know how this is. This is this is life, right? You're if you're out and you're a competitive person, you give up, you shut it down. You're like, fuck it, I got other shit to do in my life. I got other teams to take care of. I'm gonna shut it down. I understand that, but it takes 30 seconds to scan your roster once a week, throw a dude in there. If you don't want to do waivers, fine. If you don't want to do trades, fine, but fill up your roster according, accordingly with the guys you have available and at least put a, a team on the field to be competitive. Cause it's not fair to everybody else. We're not doing that. And likewise, you know, if you're in one of those leagues uh, that benefits people who, you know, win the losers bracket, then, you know, best believe it's important that, that mm -hmm. you're, because honestly, if you're in one of those leagues, you could be, you know, ninth place and fucking win the win the losers bracket and yeah. end up making more money than like the second or third place guy. <laughs> exactly. So it kind of depends. I mean, that's a unique situation, but just you know, keep the integrity and make sure you uh, make sure you fill up your lineups. Um, before we get out of here, man, walk me through Sunday afternoon. I would imagine a, a you know a blistery day in New England. Um, mm. Dallas comes into town. They need to win big time. They play in a dome all the time, and they're from Texas. They're going to be cold as fuck. Brady in the probably snow, at least cold as shit. Mm -hmm. uh, America's game of the week. Talk me through the game, and then I'm going to do my best to somehow come up with a win for the Niners. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm trying to think this through here. The best, the best case scenario I can, I'm going to try to, I'm going to make a case. I'll do this. I'm going to make a case instead of, instead of project predicting how the game should play out. I'm going to make a case for how the, the Cowboys sh can win. Um, it's, it's next to impossible to win in Foxborough in November and December. Um, so if they're going to do it, they have to play 
they have to play a style of football that Dak Prescott already kind of plays, but he's going to have to bring it up a level. And what I mean by that is he's going to have to game manage the game. So they're going to have to keep Tom Brady, is not sound crazy, but keep Tom Brady off the field, which is problematic because New England's defense is that good. They're going to have to run the ball, essentially was what's, what's going to have to happen. Dak is going to have to basically play a near flawless game. The receivers are going to have to come out and play, you know, just, just make the catches, make the plays, get, get yardage, don't try to do too much, and let Zeke just pound the rock against New England's basically soft interior line. And they can definitely do some damage. And then with that, Tom Brady stays off the field. Now, the Patriots at home, I can't even tell you how they're going to win because they win in so many different types of ways. Um, so I won't even go down that route. I mean, they could win with Brady having just a pretty good game with two, two or three touchdowns. And, you know, they, they run the ball, right? And I know, like, for example, Leighton Van Der Esk is out. There's a couple of people on the, the Cowboys that are hurt. Um, their defensive line isn't, I think, as strong as, as maybe they, they appear to be in, in dome-type environments. So in the cold, it might be a little bit different. Um, I, think the, I think the Patriots pull it out. Like I mentioned, they just don't hurt themselves at home um, this late in the season. Um, so I can see a game I, – I can see it, you know, 24-17, 28-20 type of situation. Patriots over Cowboys. I'm thinking it's going to be Patriots all the way. Uh, but we'll go Dak and Gallup if it's a big game. We'll go James White and Brady if it's on the other side. But I will take the Patriots. Fair enough. Yep. I'm going to dig into the Niners really quick. Uh, for like the third straight week, I'm terrified. Um, even with 400 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns, I'm still not convinced Jimmy Garoppolo is that good. Um, so Aaron Rodgers is very good coming off of a bye, even on the road. I want the Niners to win, so I'm obviously picking them. Uh, however, definitely nervous about this matchup. I think what's going to happen is um, Sherm is going to have to try to stop Devontae Adams, which he can't do by himself, so we're going to have to double cover him. Mm -hmm. If one of the other guys can't get loose, I think we'll be just fine because I think we'll be able to shut down Aaron Jones with our uh, defensive line and, and uh, linebackers there. So if we can contain Devontae Adams, I think we're going to be just fine. Uh, but Packers defense has been pretty good as well. So I just think we're going to roll with the good environment Sunday night um, at home in uh, fake San Francisco, Santa Clara, California, and, uh, and get a big win. This is huge though, man. If the Niners win this game, like I'm for real, for real invested and think that they're a legitimate contender once it comes down to the actual playoffs. If they lose this game, I'm going to be heartbroken, but not super surprised, unfortunately. And I think that is uh, a bad omen to come for later in the season because I've been saying it all season, as much as I love the Niners and I'm rooting for Jimmy, I just don't think he's the guy when, uh, when push comes to shove. We should have lost to the fucking Cardinals. I'm not excited about that. So yeah. Niners all day. Um, I'm hoping the Niners do very well, but I'm a little bit nervous myself. I hear you. Hey, just on that topic too, um, not to go too much into this, but I, it was insane that I, I, they even made this case, but I guess if the, if the Niners lose like two games or three games, they could be out of the playoffs. Yes. If they lose the, the sixth seed. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're the so number like, one seed right now. If they lose Sunday night, they will be the sixth seed. That's insane. They, they, they could be, of course, the other teams have to win. Right. But right. They, it could be the sixth seed. And then if the Niners lose another game or two and they have the like historically worst schedule this late in the season of all time, like mm -hmm. literally um, it is. Uh, so it's, it's at home versus the Packers. 
and then it's at Baltimore, I believe, and then at New Orleans or the other yeah. way around. I don't have the schedule in front of me. But either way, it's the Packers, Ravens, Saints. Yikes. It's, so, it's just so wild that, like, they're, <laughs> such, they're, like, they're such a great team with so much potential, like Super Bowl winning caliber type of defense, and they might not make the playoffs. It's like I can't even – when they said that, I was – I forget, I think I was watching, like, Good Morning Football or something. I was just like, what? <laughs> that is wild. Well, I'll throw one out for you, man. Go Patriots. Um, I'm hoping the best for you. And in the spirit of good sportsmanship, I wish you well in the TCK Pod Listener League as well. You too, bud. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to this week with, you know, against, against you and, and obviously everybody else that's still fighting for playoff spots. Go get them. Before we get out of here, man, let everybody know where they can find you. All right, yeah. Go check us out at the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We're also on Podbean. And then go check us out on Twitter and on Instagram at the Commish FFP. Um, you know, we just kind of host a lot of, you know, a bunch of things and, and uh, random polls and Twitter Twitter spots. I actually might put our our, uh, our matchup up on there, Sky. I'll let you know how, uh, how, we, how it plays out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, man, always a pleasure, man. I love, I love coming on here. This year, just in general, has been literally one of the funnest years between my home league and doing the TCK league. It's been, it's been awesome, dude. Real fun. Respect. And uh, to listeners here, make sure you go check out those boys. Uh, they replay the episodes over there, but they also do their own recap of the TCK Pod Listener League every week. Yo, shouts out to you, Chris and Alex and everybody else on your side of the country. And uh, bless up, man. Best, best of luck to the Patriots and uh, best of luck in week 12, my man. All right. Thanks, man. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to follow us on TCKPod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKPod or on Twitter at TCKPod, TCK underscore pod, excuse me. You can also find us on Facebook at the Candlestick Gets Fantasy Podcast page. If you gain any value from this episode, please leave a rate and review after you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and give us a like and a follow on social media as well. It really helps us as an independent podcast. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Chris Benavides, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.